ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Monday, June 8th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, cold true, great taste. Only 96 calories it is. The original light beer coming up this hour. We're going to hear from Chuck McGill. Chuck's got such a long title. He does so many things that I'm just going to say Chuck McGill from Marshall when we bring him on the program here in the next few minutes. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. We talked to him about a couple of months ago, close to uh, you know, maybe a couple of weeks or so after the pandemic began. And I kind of want to get a feel from him what's been going on since. Chuck, of course, involved with a lot of things on campus, including a lot of what happens with the social media account, Herd Zone, you read his content on a really um, a wide array of topics, everything concerning Marshall. So he's got his hand in a lot of projects, and we're going to talk to him, get an update. Plus, as I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in. Looking forward to that. Uh, it's been kind of quiet, not much to really talk about nothing major as far as drastic changes in the landscape since we last spoke. More or less, we know the NHL starting to get going again. Phase two is beginning for them, so we'll hear more about that. We'll figure out what the NBA is going to look like here soon. Major League Baseball, I don't think we're really anywhere with Major League Baseball. College football still trying to get themselves to a point where they can at least play football on time, on schedule, if possible. So that's where we're at right now. Some things are coming out in the news as far as more individual uh, changes to Conference USA. I mean, that's one thing. Uh, Grant Trailer had his story last week, and there was a follow-up from the Daily Press, uh, which covers uh, Conference USA schools as well. And according to David Hall from the Daily Press, uh, there's something else. I don't know if I had heard this already, but um, conference basketball games. Here's here's some interesting things. Women's conference basketball games must start no earlier than noon and no later than 2 p.m. If the visiting team can depart that evening, weekend men's and women's soccer games are not going to start after 2 p.m., so it's going to be a little earlier. Roster sizes for cross-country, indoor and outdoor track, and swimming and diving are going to be reduced. Of course, we already know that the men's soccer championship tournament is going to be eliminated, and the women's tournament is going to be reduced to eight teams, and the league will sponsor beach volleyball as a conference sport. I hadn't heard that. That's something that I talked about years ago with Mitch Jacobs. Half in jest, and this is when we were in that Olympic cycle and watching the Americans just dominate as they always do. Because after all, beach volleyball is the most American sport possible. And you got sun, you got fun, you got the beach volleyball. And really, two-on-two volleyball in the beach setting is exciting and fun. I don't know where you stand on volleyball, but if you think the team sport isn't good enough for you or you know there's too much to follow, too much action there, you can't handle that, try beach volleyball. Two-on-two, it's super competitive. It's very good. So 
check that out. You know what? That'd be cool. We could get some sand pits over there. We could have Marshall Beach. You know what? That's an Ari Agnes question. Marshall Beach Volleyball. Can we make that happen? I'm going to talk to her about that. I want to see where we are. I'll, maybe I'll talk to Jake Agnes. Yeah, me, Director of Operations. Let's see if uh, he can give me some insight on that. So Chuck McGill's coming up here in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about a lot of topics. Maybe I'll mention beach volleyball to him. I'm looking forward to, to doing that with him. But uh, as I mentioned, not much really happening. So over the weekend, I watched a little NASCAR, live sports. I watched some of that. And ESPN has been killing it as of late with 30 for 30. Now, I'm going to admit, I didn't watch the Lance Armstrong 30 for 30, the two-parter. Because I'm not that into Lance Armstrong. I'm over Lance Armstrong. And I'm kind of getting um, I'm getting the note from the studio that it's not worth it. So I've got to record it. So not worth it? Okay, that's what I'm hearing. I did watch last night Be Water. It was the Bruce Lee 30 for 30. Now, Bruce Lee is by far probably one of the most athletic human beings that ever walked the earth. So if you want to put athleticism as a requirement for a 30 for 30, Bruce Lee meets the requirement. I've been a Bruce Lee fan since um, childhood, as far as I can remember. And of course, Bruce hit stardom tragically after his death. I don't I mean Hollywood superstardom. I mean global acclaim, Enter the Dragon, and there was such a cultural impact. Bruce Lee had. If you know anything about Bruce Lee, you know the trials and tribulations that he has lived through. Come on, this is a guy that at one point was hanging out with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, teaching him, Steve McQueen, James Colburn. He was sort of the counterculture in Hollywood. I mean, the big, I mean, Steve McQueen was probably at the height of his Hollywood power and presence, and he's hanging out with Bruce Lee. And of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, at the time, one of the most visible basketball players ever. He's hanging out with Bruce Lee. So I was excited to watch this. I want to see where they took this. And I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't where I thought they would go. And if you haven't seen this, you should see it. If you're a Bruce Lee fan, watch it. That's my first recommendation. If you're interested in Bruce Lee and you want maybe an, a proper introduction, I think this might serve as a great way to introduce you to Bruce Lee. And again, ESPN's been killing it with their 30 for 30s. Here's a, a man who was born in America. His family's Chinese. He was born in America. He goes back to Hong Kong with his family before the outbreak of the war. He comes back 18 years old, and the documentary talks about that journey. And really, this was a story about Bruce Lee and him struggling against racism in America. And of course, his path back to back to Hong Kong, merging as a superstar, because he was a child actor there as well. So he merges as a superstar there, and then he gets to finally have that opportunity and shot to be a leading man in Hollywood. And he tragically never gets to see, I guess, the impact 
of what his life was and was going to be, Enter the Dragon, one of the biggest movies released that year. And of course, if you're a fan of martial arts movies, you know what I'm talking about. It's probably one of the, the best movies ever. This is a great introduction. I thought, even though it's, it's not intentional, obviously very relevant in today's times. So I, I suggest you check it out. I really don't want to spoil too much about it. I will say this. Some of the things that they didn't touch on. Now, this is only a two-hour 30 for 30. And it hit some aspects that maybe I wasn't as familiar with or I really needed a refresher. But if you're looking to find out how Bruce Lee came up with his martial arts, if you're looking for maybe some insight on things like his unfinished work, Game of Death, things like that. If you're looking for some of those aspects, this isn't going to be it. But if you want a, a primer, an introduction to Bruce Lee as a man, as a pop icon, what he was really after, what he was trying to do, and then his struggles, this is definitely a documentary you should watch. I, I was really excited to, to watch it, and then I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And two hours, it really felt like it didn't it didn't fall under its own weight. I mean, again, there's some omissions here in this production. There's some things it didn't touch on. Probably a good thing because you can't go and encompass Bruce Lee in two hours. But if you give us a certain journey and a certain piece of his life, you have some focus there. I think, hey, this is your this is your first steps into discovering him athletically, philosophically, and his journey, really a unique one. So I applaud ESPN. 30 for 30 has been killing it as of late. Chuck McGill is coming on the program. He's going to be our guest when we continue. Chuck, of course, is Mr. Go-To for everything at Marshall University. We'll talk to him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now a gentleman that I've had the pleasure to know for a long time. Uh, He has got one of the longest titles at Marshall University. That's because he's that important the Assistant Athletic Director for Fan Donor Engagement and Communications at Marshall University, Chuck McGill, with us on the program. How are you, sir? Good. I'm here. I appreciate you coming. Um, I I understand that there was some serious negotiation over the weekend on your appearance. You had a writer, I understand. There was a writer involved, uh, some uh, things that we had to honor and some things that you would do or would not do. Yeah, I mean, I just I didn't want to dress up. I didn't want to get fancy for this, and I know it's a fancy show, and uh, you know, you're you're classy individuals, and it's a first class operation. But you know, I like to keep it simple. Um, so you know, I needed to make sure that I would be comfortable uh, coming on the radio with you today, and I am. Okay, I appreciate that. I, I would ask <laughs> how comfortable you are, but uh, I think I'm going to leave that to the imagination. There you go. Uh, you've been pretty busy. Uh, we talked about this a couple months ago. Um, you don't have a playbook for um, what we're going through right now, and we're a couple months plus into this now, and has the playbook gotten bigger? Or is it still a scratch pad full of notes? Uh, what's the playbook look like? You know, it's still, you know, the, the word fluid comes to mind uh, every day. It seems like 
you know, whether it's something that we're learning, um, you know, within our athletic department, something that, you know, we're trying to plan for or something with the, the virus itself, you know, uh, more information comes about, you, you know, we gather more knowledge and we start to piece together, uh, you know, the best way to go forward. And, um, you know, essentially the framework has stayed the same in that we are continue to, to plan and approach, um, you know, the start of the athletics calendar on schedule. Um, and you, 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 know, you prepare for that best case scenario and then you prepare for, um, any number of scenarios that are less than ideal below that and, and hope you don't have to, to go that way. But, um, unfortunately you got to consider all the options so far. And so, yeah, you stay busy. Uh, things have gotten you know, even busier as, uh, you know, the, we've re- kind of reopened a little bit and, uh, reintegrated our staff, you know, you know, for the past couple of weeks, um, you know, we were at 25% capacity for each department. Now my department is myself, Steve Cotton, um, Alyssa Kozak, whoever sees our uh, digital network, uh, Herd Vision, and Jake Griffith, who is a on-air talent and our director of multimedia. So that's my department. We were at 25% until today, and today we upped it to 50%. So we're slowly bringing people back, uh, getting people used to being on campus, not working remotely all the time, you know, being around, being able to see faces and all that good stuff. So uh, it's been a, been a slow work in progress. Uh, started the second week of, of you know, voluntary workout. So um, just keep adding little pieces to the puzzle and getting closer to that August 29th football day and, and bringing these other sports back. Okay. Let me make sure I get my math correct. Uh, you have a uh, department, including yourself, of four people. That's correct. Okay. You were 25%. That was you. Yes, because I am I am the head of the department. Fair. So now it's at 50%. Which person got told, come on in, and the other two stay at home? I'm curious. So it's a, so it's a little tricky. Okay. Um, you know, Steve Cotton uh, is only working through this week, and then he's taking his usual uh, summer voyage to Michigan, uh, which usually lasts several weeks. Um, and then you know we've got to have Jake on campus uh, for some video things. So I'm juggling those those two and rotating them in and out of the office. Uh, and then we trend toward I believe it's June 22nd. We can up it to 75 percent, and then in July we can go full 100 percent. So I'll have my whole army back on campus uh, sometime in July. How difficult has it been to execute everything you want? Uh, with everyone not being in the same home or same base. I know with Jake, he's all over the place. He's got you know projects that he's posting all the time, video. Uh, I know with you, you can write from anywhere. Uh, the voice, of course, needs games to call, so we need to get him some games. But you know, what's the challenge has been a couple months in? The, the big challenge, I think, is that we, we – well, number one, we really do uh, enjoy being around each other, and there's a the creative element – uh, between Jake, Alyssa, Steve, uh, Tyler Abel, who's assistant AD for marketing, Jason Courier, uh, Cole Woodrum, all these people who are part of our external operation, um, it's much easier you know, to kind of bounce ideas off each other and and um, not let something slip through the cracks when you're in the same uh, building or on the same campus. Um, but but um, everyone's been great, you know, it's been easy to, to get in touch with people. You know, I just got the phone with, with Jake Griffin a little bit ago. I've been texting with Tyler Abel, been texting with Melissa Kozak. Um, you know, so <clears throat> there's there's plenty of things we've been able to do and, and keep going uh, through this. So there have been challenges, but, it, you know, I've obviously been 
isolated how how this is all gone because you know when you when we started out in March you know we don't know we didn't know what was you know mid June was going to look like you know uh, we were going to have jobs you know what was going to happen and you know we're all still here we're all still kicking and we're creating uh, content and you know everything is getting more optimistic by the day. I think that's the big challenge for anyone's creating content when you don't have your usual flow. Of course, booking for this show has been very challenging, creative. Thankfully, we can book gentlemen like yourself to come on and and tell us what's going on. But for you, without activities, student athletes on campus, you've got to be a little bit more creative, and you have been over the last couple of months. Yeah, you know, for me, it's been a it's been an extreme challenge because you know when this position was created for me, um, you know, to replace uh, Jack Bogachik, you know, Jack had a more independent role as far as, you know, he was a director of publications and his, uh, you know, it was streamlined, you know, writing and, and, and radio and messaging and stuff like that. Well, when I came in, you know, my camera put me on a senior staff and he made me an administrator. And so when things like this happen and, and, you know, it's happened a couple of times over my four years, but really during this pandemic, I felt like, well, you know, I, I, I got to watch what I'm writing um, because I don't want it to come out as like an official, you know, administrative word, you know, that, that this is this is our stance or this is our you know policy or this is what we're going to do, so <clears throat> you know it's it's really uh, our our ordinary media our newspaper media radio um, you know internet media whatever it may be uh, TV that's really shifted a lot to them. Um, I haven't been able to do as much, but I was able. I was so excited last Monday to you know, we kicked off our voluntary workouts and I was there. You know, for a majority of the day for our workouts. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't bring our media in because our campus is closed. Um, and I, I got to write a story about it, and I was in there talking to, to my camera about it, and I was just so excited. And he was like, because you finally had something to write about. You know, like, you finally had something you could go and do. And it just felt really good to kind of get back out there and and uh, have something of substance uh, to, to share with everyone. You've got a captive audience because, again, the media, as you mentioned, couldn't come in. Mm-hmm. You've got it all. I mean, this is this is Chuck McGill right where he wants it all. He, he's got everybody's eyes and ears now. We focus on you, Chuck. Well, you know, I, but I love the media. I mean, you know, my, my wife works at the Herald-Dispatch. Um, you, know, you know that, you know, I willingly come on uh, your show all the time. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, we have television partner, um, you know, with IMG that we work with. And, and I'm a big fan of the other stations and all the exposure they provide for martial athletics. It's, it's crucial. We've got to have as much media exposure as possible. I'm just one voice from the inside. And yes, I have the privilege of um, kind of getting a behind the scenes look all the time, you know, and that's, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a blessing and a curse because there's so much that I can't share. Um, and that doesn't, that may not meaning that to sound bad, but, you know, there's a line that I can't, you know, can't cross and a certain amount I have to withhold and um, other stuff that's, you know, I'm around our guys 24-7 and I'm around, you know, I'm in senior staff meetings and, you know, I'm in voluntary workouts. And, uh, you know, when I do have those opportunities, I like to shine a uh, you know, light on what we're doing. Chuck McGill's my guest. Uh, he, of course, is uh, the fancy title is the Assistant Athletic Director for Fan Donor Engagement and Communications. And, of course, uh, you know him for all his years covering the herd. Uh, he has done fantastic work. He's now in a position where he gets to tell some unique stories. And 
I know that's got to be the challenge for you because you're not just a storyteller now. You have to actually, which is maybe this is why the position is perfect for you. You get to engage fans as part of your title. And I know you enjoy that part because you get to really interact with people more than just telling stories. You get to do that and you get to interact. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot like um, my role as sports editor when I was in newspapers. I had three years as a sports editor in Virginia. And I was four years as a sports editor in Charleston, three with the Daily Mail and one uh, when the Daily Mail combined with the Gazette to create the Gazette Mail. And what I mean by that is it's much more behind the scenes. My name's not on everything. So you're part of the creative process, but you're collaborating with so many people to create what what we're putting out as our message. So it could be a video feature for social media. Uh, it could be a story. It could be, you know, whatever. Um, and I just, I love that role in the in the process of, just getting together with our team and coming up, you know, with something that that we can put out for our fans and that they'll, you know, like you said, engage with and react to. And whether it's you know trivia on Tuesdays or you know videos looking back at at football games of the past or, or you know um, having Jay Griffith pop over and interview John Jaska, uh, you know, talking to him about everything. So um, so many ways to go with it. By the way, that was a that was a great interview um, because. Um, we followed. I mean, we we had to have him on also. I couldn't let Jake just have all the uh, spotlight there. I, I had to have him on as well. But, uh, yeah, you guys are putting out some really interesting content. My question to you now is, um, have you saved something back? Because if you're burning through all the good stuff now, the challenge is we got to keep going. And we're not even close to football season yet. We still have several months. And I know you, you want to save something, right? Or are you just burning right through it and just the challenge is, okay, let's find something new? Well, you know, uh, to be quite frank, you know, one of the things that we try to do right now as an external team, um, you know, like I said, we're going toward this as a best case scenario. The best case scenario is that we're in that stadium, um, you know, in, in September for six home games and, you know, that we're at capacity, we're selling, you know, as many tickets as we can. So our job as an external team is to sell tickets, to generate revenue. Um, and so, now is that time. You know, we just finished our renewal period. We're going to open season tickets up here on June 11th, uh, you know, for, for wide sell. And, you know, so it's about promoting our product, promoting the best schedule, uh, arguably, that Marshall's ever had. Uh, certainly the best non-conference home schedule with Boise State and Pitt. You've got, you know, an offensive line with 118 starts back among five guys. You've got the Conference USA uh, most valuable player. You've got a, a pretty good defense coming back. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons to be excited, and the way we got to approach it is, you know, we want to we want to hype get people excited now, you know, we want to be excited in June and July, so when we get to August and September, we can just keep that going. Chuck McGill's joining me, and you have, um, as you mentioned, you've got this unique perspective, this unique behind the scenes look at, at at Marshall and. Does this weigh on you at times? Because I, I know you're a person that likes to tell stories, and I'm sure there are probably some stories that you could tell right now that would be amazing, but you've got to bite your tongue, as you mentioned earlier. You can't really say. I mean, just what's the challenge there? Because honestly, Chuck, you're, you've, got the sweet, you've got the sweet seat. You, you, you see things from a perspective that not many people get to see. It, it's never bothered me because coming to Marshall – in this capacity in 2016, kind of brought everything in my life together. Uh, you know, I went uh, I went to college initially 
and got my bachelor's degree in sport management. Um, so I started out, um, you know, really learning about athletic administration. And I thought there was a chance someday I could go there. I started to dabble in writing. I got really involved with that. Um, and, you know, my kind of career went that way and led me away from my college degree. So to be able to come back um, <clears throat> and be able to apply, you know, marry my, where I started this uh, in 1999, um, you know, with my degree and be able to still write and then start adding all these components to it, like our digital network, um, you know, our social media. Uh, Tyler Abel and I work hand in hand um, to cover all of our, you know, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and now integrating a little bit of TikTok into the uh, into the mix here. So, you know, there's so many things that we have our hands in, you know, from a marketing standpoint, um, from a messaging standpoint, you know, the magazine Thundering Herd Illustrated, there's so many things I get to do. Um, I don't really sit around and think about, you know, the, the, the part of me that doesn't get to do this or that because <clears throat> you're part of something so much bigger than yourself. You get relationships with so many different people, whether it's student athletes, the media, uh, the fan base, uh, and then, of course, the people we work with, um, pe- people in the community, businesses. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's so it's so special for me to what I get to do um, at Marshall now and, and the way that it's brought everything that I've ever loved about sports and about people together. Chuck McGill is my guest, Marshall University. He is the assistant athletic director for fan donor engagement and communications. We need to come up with just like an acronym for you. That's a long title. I mean, you've earned every part of it, but we got to come up with like an acronym. I'm just glad when, when I added the, uh, the herd vision element and the, you know, about a year ago when Aaron Goble left, I'm just glad it didn't change. I thought, Oh, they're going to add some other, some other title to this, but I was able to keep it, keep it that short. So, which, which is great because the, the little sign on my door, it's already in, super tiny font um you can barely see it you can tiktok that by the way uh, since um, that seems to be your new platform you are um you're the head tiktoker at marshall i like tiktok i don't know if i'm the head tiktoker but um you know we, we started out with it you know we we reserved that herd zone uh handle but we weren't sure if we wanted to venture into a, another platform you know we we have three very specific platforms and in Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and uh, three different kinds of segments of the fan base, and we weren't sure what to do with TikTok. But I think I think we're starting to get some ideas now between Tyler Abel and I of how we can implement this when the the season rolls around. Because there, there's where the good behind the scenes stuff comes from, you know, because you're you're on the road with the team, you're in the hotel on Friday nights, you're on the planes, uh, you're at practices, uh, you know, you're in the locker room. So there's all kinds of all kinds of opportunities to create content that brings our student athletes to our fans i'm not there on tiktok yet i'm thinking about joining because cornwell bill cornwell is not on that platform yet and it used to be chuck years ago i would join a platform and then when bill would join that platform i would move to the next one i understand i'm running out of platform so i guess i'm gonna have to migrate to tiktok now well listen my son made two yesterday really so yeah i mean he's already he's ready to blow up so you monetizing but, him? Can you monetize him? Is he at the right age to monetize? I might be able to eventually. I mean, he, he's going to be – He's probably people, people already refer to me as Gunner's dad, so um, he's, I'm already in his shadow. What kind of videos does he make? Uh, yesterday there were two dancing videos. Uh, they were on my TikTok, um, but 
he uh, he hears songs when I scroll through, and then he wants to make something off of those songs. So they're mostly uh, mostly dancing, not a lot of not a lot of creativity, just letting the music take over. Will Doc Holiday ever make a TikTok? So that's my I I I will I will send you a screenshot when we get off the air. Um, within the past week, I sent a text to Tyler Abel that said that was my 2020 football season goal was to get Doc on TikTok. Not a Doc Holiday account on TikTok, just his face doing something in a TikTok video. So that would be the greatest. That would be the greatest accomplishment of your of your career. And there are some pretty I, I would, pretty notable things in that career, Chuck. That would be. I would put I would put it at the top of the bio for sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm telling you that that would be Chuck McGill. Forget the awards, accolades, everything else. No, got Doc Holiday on TikTok. That would be that would be so well, priceless. Well, it was it was it was clutch because you know we this was our second year doing the Bad Boy Mowers, uh, Gasparilla Bowl. The first year, I really lamented not being able to get Doc onto a tractor. And when they invited us to come to their bowl game again, I said, "I'm not going to squander this again." So we were there. I said, Doc, I got to get you on a tractor. And he was like, okay. And we got him on a tractor. And I took a picture, and that's all I wanted. So we're baby steps, Paul. We got to take these baby steps, get him on a tractor, then fast forward a year, get him on TikTok. That's the natural progression for this. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. I like where this is going, Chuck. I really do. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to join TikTok now just because I want to be there when it happens. I really do. That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll follow. The herd will be the first account that I follow. That'll be my goal. Okay. Um, I don't still know what I have to do on TikTok. I don't know if I'm just going to be an observer. I mean, is that cool? I don't know if I'm doing a dance video. I'm sorry. No, yeah, you can just you can just observe. Just scroll through and like what you like and okay. enjoy it. Chat McGill's my guest. Uh, all right, now I got to ask you some serious questions here. Um, sure. All right, this is. Um, I mean, this might be some inside information. I'm hoping you can leak it to me. But um, yeah, beach volleyball can that happen at Marshall? Can we get that eventually? Can we make that happen? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, all options are on the table. That I mean, right? I mean, what, what you're trying to do right now is anything you can to, uh, of course, boost enrollment, uh, boost Marshall's profile. You know, we've expanded our our cheerleading squad, and uh, we should, you know, um, expanded our dance team. Uh, there's some other things in the work to expand on current teams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, shoot, let's get beach volleyball. I like it. I mean, I mean it's on the table. I mean, let's do it. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that's a realistic option. I'm just saying that, yeah, let's, if that's what Paul wants, I'll I'll take it to the desk of the, the AD and see what can happen. Um, I have a better shot with that than I do hockey. You know that. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Way better. I mean, what's it going to take to get that? I mean, what? But you've got to, yeah, you got to get Ari on here and just ask her. I'll ask her, but I'm asking you because you're the you're the guy that makes everything happen. You make the magic happen. No, 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 no. You act like I'm uh, sitting. Uh, I'm like Hamrick's co co-pilot here. I've I've seen the guy maybe thirty minutes a week for the past two months. So um, I'm not maybe not the best source. Chuck, you um. You give yourself too little credit. You know this. You <laughs> give yourself too little credit. I mean, come on. Um, who makes the magic happen, right? It's Chuck McGill. No. 
No, I think you're overestimating me. I was I was kind of shocked you asked me to be on, to be honest. Hey, look, um, yeah. we want um, we want only the best on the show, um, and that means you. Okay. Period. I mean that that means you. I mean this is um, I mean we could ask anybody. I mean come on, anybody we we could be on the show and I mean like yeah, but no no we um we have an obligation to make sure that we have the very best on this show and sir that means you. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it any compliment I can get right now. Chuck McGill is my guest. So. Um, I'm sure we could have some fun conversations that um, would include not being on the air, and we should have those soon. But uh, I'm looking forward, and maybe we'll get to see you here in a few months. Um, maybe, uh, if uh, all possible, we'll be in the press box, and if that's the case, um, you know, maybe I'll make the cut list because I'm sure there's a cut list, right? I, I mean, you've you've, uh, you've gamed that. I know you've gamed it. You know, I have no idea where this is going to go. You are thinking way too far ahead. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair we're, enough. we're still in a survive. We're still in a survive and advance every day, and you're you're jumping all the way to the end. So let's get through June. Okay, June. Let's get let's get a let's get a you know let's get our other sports back. Let's get a a start date for football for for mandatory workouts, which seems like we're getting closer there. And then we'll start talking about we'll get Corey on. Okay. Okay. And we'll, and we'll figure out how we're going to map a press box while we can social distance. Okay. So. Uh, I want to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm on the other side of Cornwell. That's all I'm asking. Okay. You made that happen for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. That's that's it. That's my uh, that's my first request. The uh, the other request yep. I'll make in private. All right. Sounds good. Chuck McGill, my guest. Hey, man. Good talking to you. Thank hey. you for doing it again. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. And we'll hopefully have you back on soon. Maybe maybe you can come over and host sometime. How about that? Hey, whatever you want. Whatever I want. Yep. Okay. I was make sure I had that recorded. Right. Whatever I want. I appreciate it. Yep. You got it. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, sir. Chuck McGill joining us. Uh, you heard that. Whatever I want from the Assistant Athletic Director for Fan Donor Engagement and Communications. Uh, we will come back with more here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday, June 8th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Keeping you updated on what's happening across Conference USA, UTEP Athletics announcing something called Pay Dirt's Pledge earlier this week. Check this out. It sounds familiar. It's a promise to protect season ticket holders in the event seasons are modified or canceled due to COVID-19. The department is saying that if one or more home games are canceled, fans will receive a prorated refund. If an entire season is canceled, fans will receive a full refund. Pay Dirt's pledge will allow UTEP sports fans to purchase season tickets without worrying whether They'll be able to recuperate costs if changes occur to the regular season home dates. Fans can opt to receive a monetary refund or apply their refund to the 2021-22 season tickets or make a donation to the Minor Athletic Club in support of student-athlete scholarships. I've heard this before. This seems to be the standard model, and actually it's a good model. If I buy a season ticket, I will be guaranteed either that in the event that the season ticket is no good, there's no games, that money's going to be moved over. I can apply it towards next season. I can apply it towards the scholarship fund. I can get a refund. 
I, I didn't think that universities were going to just sit on your season ticket money. And I understand there's probably some apprehension. Maybe you don't want to make that commitment, but at the same time, if you're going to buy your season tickets the following year, might as well buy them now. I've always thought, okay, I'm going to do it anyway, so there'll just be a carryover. Because you're guaranteeing your spot for the most part. And, of course, there's going to be an opportunity for new season tickets to be purchased. Again, I'm encouraging folks, if you are concerned that capacity of the stadium is going to be limited or lessened and you want to guarantee that you're pretty much going to be at the game, whatever the seating capacity may be, get your season ticket. Get your season ticket. Plus, it's going to help. Really. Tickets are important for the university. That's one way you can help support Marshall. If you're looking for ways to support Marshall, here's a way. Because university has announced some some pay reduction, no jobs cut as of it as of right now. But university has made some announcements. But you haven't seen anything come out that Marshall is cutting programs. Marshall is reducing staff. You haven't seen that come out. You want to continue to maybe see the program thrive. Well, just go about what you normally do. That's my suggestion. If you're looking for ways to help the university, or if you're going to have a wait-and-see attitude, that's fine. I mean, it's fair as well, completely. But if you're a season ticket holder, this is a no-brainer because you're going to get your money back, or you can apply it towards the next season. And in a sense, you're getting your money back. You're just moving it forward. And I'm sure whenever and whatever happens, whenever it happens, whatever happens, you having season tickets going to put you in a better spot as far as being able to get in the stadium because nobody knows what's going to happen. Are we going to all have to wear masks? I mean, and I I agree with Chuck McGill's stance earlier in the segment. Like, look, it's a, it's advance and survive. I mean, that's a, that's a sports mentality right there. He's looking at it. Okay. Advance and survive day to day, week by week, month to month. And that's probably the best attitude to have, especially as he mentioned, college athletics, college departments, universities, all across the country, they are operating with the goal of operating as they normally would. Season's going to start on time and make adjustments as need be. We're going to wrap up today's edition of the program. When we continue, I'm Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition for Monday, June 8th, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Do want to mention this before we call it a day. Former Cincinnati Bengals standout Ken Riley passing away on Sunday. He was head coach and, of course, the athletic director at his school, Florida A&M. Passed away on Sunday. He was 72 played 15 seasons for the Cincinnati Bengals as a defensive back, had 65 career interceptions for 596 yards and five touchdowns, all franchise records. His interceptions ranked fifth in the NFL all time, and he's also credited with 18 recovered fumbles. And, of course, this is a guy who was actually a four-year starter at FA Florida A&M, I'm sorry, uh, he was a four-year starter at FAMU, and 
He was chosen sixth round out of the 1969 draft by the Bengals. Paul Brown, doing the drafting there, converted him to cornerback. And you couldn't, at the time, really draft him for what he was position-wise. Because in 1969... Very, very unheard of, very rare, very didn't happen to have a black athlete as a starting cornerback in the NFL, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Riley retired in 1983. If this would have been today, he would have had an opportunity to play quarterback in the NFL. So uh, please make note of him if you're a Bengals fan. He, he was a tremendous one for the Bengals. Of course, um, he retired in 1983, so I did get to glimpse him. Of course, you know I was born a few years after he was drafted, so as a child, being a Bengals fan, of course, I, I did know the name of Ken Riley. So um, Ken Riley passing away at the age of 72. Uh, one of the big-time Bengals, really, seriously. Ken Riley, that, that's a, yeah, you, when you think of all-time Bengals, you, you got to think of this guy, definitely. On the defensive side, I mean, come on, 65 career interceptions, five touchdowns. I mean, 65 career interceptions, fifth NFL all-time. That's that's a pretty big number there. Especially in that day and age, I mean, I'm not sure they were airing it out the way they are today. So n- not as many opportunities. Some, some offenses never run the ball. They throw, throw, and throw, and guy like him probably would have feasted on an offense like that. So um, the Bengals, uh, I'll say this about the Bengals. Right now, they're doing things right. I don't know how much longer that's going to last, but they're doing things right. Especially with Joe Burrow, the way that he is taking a leadership role. Of course, with Andy Dalton gone, Burrow, we're gonna, we were going to find out real quick, with Andy Dalton gone, if Burrow could step up and put himself in that leadership role as a quarterback, if the team would respond to him. And so far on social media, at least, Burrow has been killing it. He has taken opportunity to really endear himself. And I don't think it's an act. He's endeared himself. He has understood the issues that are going on right now, especially with the climate that we are in, he has definitely earned the respect of some of his new teammates. They appreciate where he's coming from. I mean, this is a guy, I think, if this is how he is on a day-to-day basis, we're going to see him be a successful leader in Cincinnati. Unfortunately for Drew Brees, who has an opinion as well, wasn't well-received, and Drew is basically trying to fight himself fight his way back, best way to describe that, trying to put himself in a position where, okay, people look at him and see him as a team leader. Because right now, I, I don't know what Drew Brees' um, dynamics is going to look like when the team is together. And, of course, he had his opinion. Joe Burrow has got his two different perspectives, two different ways of going about things right now. Guy like Drew Brees, not as social media friendly. That's the key right there. Honestly, 
I think some of the younger guys, they get it. They have a better idea, a better understanding of the pulse of social media, how to use it. You think Drew Brees is really the guy you go to if I want Twitter tips? Pretty much not. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. Back tomorrow, I want to thank my guest, Chuck McGill, who um, does know what he's doing on social media. I appreciate him. Uh, Our producer, Spencer Dupuy, back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone. Your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.